This episode has been brought to you by OnlineHorseShowing.com. This May, the Horsefeed UK is sponsoring the newcomers class over at OnlineHorseShowing.com. Head to the website, Instagram or Facebook to get your entries in for this month. Hello, baby. Hi guys, welcome to episode four of the Horsefeed UK, the UK's number one equestrian community podcast. We're really glad to have you back with us. You know the drill by now. Sit down, grab yourselves a cuppa and enjoy. Welcome back to episode four of the Horsefeed UK. We're super excited to bring you this episode. Up first, we've got Amy Bolin bringing us a roundup of the latest equestrian news and events and checking in with me and what I've been doing with my horses. On from that, we're speaking to Leanne from JD Horsemanship. They specialise in starting young horses and dealing with problem horses. Over the lockdown, they've been experiencing a high volume of inquiries via Facebook and they've extended the invitation to any listeners. If you've got any problems or anything about your horse that you'd like to discuss, you're welcome to send them a video and we'll get back to you and hopefully give you some advice. Last but not least, we're introducing our newest feature, which is called In Review. This is where listeners are reviewing products that they absolutely love, adore and cannot live without. In our first ever one, we've got Kerry Bell from Lancashire. We're super excited to hear what she's got to say about Supreme products. Do remember that we're looking for reviewers for every show, which is each fortnight. If you've got a product or suggestion of anything that you'd like to review, please get in touch and let us know. Remember though, guys, we're looking for genuine reviews. We don't want products that are being endorsed or sponsored. We want things that you absolutely love and just can't live without. So please, if you want to get involved, get us on Instagram at the Horsefeed UK. As always, we'll be giving you your Instagram shout outs towards the end. So don't forget to stay tuned for those. Up next, at a responsible social distance, we're live on location with Amy to catch up on the latest equestrian news. Hi Amy, thank you so much for coming back on the show to have a chat to us. Um, in this in this segment, you're sort of going to give us an idea of what's going on in the UK equestrian community, because as you know, I pretty much sleep under a rock most of the time and I always come to you for all the information. And um, as we've been chatting sort of previously, I believe... Um, going to help give me some let's say direction for the next couple of weeks and you know maybe people will enjoy listening to that as well and if not enjoy at least find amusing so how are you amy what's new with you i'm good thank you thanks for having me back not much is very new with me as we all know it's row wins a week or should have been so they're releasing their results now the online show that they did which ah. is free you can enter either on facebook or instagram send them a picture of your horse uh, so they're now doing the results they did a nice little build up to it and released the finalists was that on facebook instagram yeah right so you can go and follow that and see they did like a live announcement of all the results which was really good got everyone really involved okay. royal cheshire obviously another show that's been cancelled this year they have announced they're going to be doing one not sure of the format yet how they're going to run it whether they're going to want pictures videos but they've kind of said watch this space so that'd be quite exciting to see what they do because mm, everybody's Chester's jumping on the online showing yeah, wagon no that's are. good that's it's good. getting bigger and bigger even i've had a little play with my old dartmoor to see what all right and how, how have you it? been getting on not we've not found out yet second of june so i'm keeping my fingers crossed uh, fingers crossed for amy though <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's what he'll 
he's 28 now so he won't be going showing probably again so it was nice just to give him a bit of a spruce and see how he's looking oh i love that bit of a change kept me busy for an hour <laughs> anything uh, at the moment yeah, yeah. Uh, there's been a few more shows cancelled further into the year the tsr summer champs they've cancelled uh, um equifest also have cancelled now uh, but they have announced the dates for the next few years which will be at the east of england showground because there was a bit of a rumor that they wouldn't be holding it there in the future years but they have confirmed that they're holding on to the venue for a good couple of years uh, yet so it's not moving just yet so it will be there next august some good news some yeah. good news anything even local level riding club would be good to sort of have in the diary wouldn't it at the moment but they're sort of seeing the first to go and um, perhaps maybe the last to, to get back started because you're on the committee aren't you and i understand it's an issue with first aiders it, yeah that is a problem i mean we do have some of our own first aiders and the club is invested in sending people off to get that qualification so that we are covered at any eventuality but we do have a proper first aid response team on site for all of our club shows ah so that's a big thing i think that's one of the main reasons why a lot of shows will probably be one of the last ones unfortunately to come back but there's not really much we can do about that however good news with the latest announcement from the government this weekend that a lot of venues have reopened for hire Farm rides. I, I know I pleased you were about this, Amy. I got the Summerford Park message like with a very happy face from you. You're watching that website refreshing every hour, I think, which yeah, you knew they were going to make an announcement. Yeah. So that's good. So they have, they have opened the Summerford Park farm ride, haven't they? They've put some restrictions yeah. in place, but yeah. Yeah, you can you can go to... Summerford's just one of the many, many that have opened, but Summerford, from what they've announced, you literally have no contact with anyone. Right. They've also... Cause uh, they used to have a six-month vaccination policy at Summerford. They've changed that back to 12 months. I've noticed a couple of people have gone back to the 12 months, yeah. 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 Well, it's to be reviewed in three months' time, but, I mean, we're obviously situated in the northwest, so I'm not sure about venues in other areas, but especially in the northwest, the vast majority have reopened for course hire, one-on-one -on -one private lessons, farm rides but they're not allowing groups to go they're advising that only one person can go at a time unless you've obviously got a child and they need supervising that's a bit different oh, goes without saying social distancing they, they don't want people very yeah they've been yeah. really really careful following the guidelines the uh, bhs is releasing statements all the time about what's changing what can and can't happen but yeah exciting so those people who were bored like me <laughs> with bored ponies you can finally get out and have a bit of fun great stuff so it's nice to know that we've got some positive news sort of coming out it seems to be slowly slowly at the moment like with everything but you know it's great there's still stuff that you can be cracking on with and doing with your own horses that leads us nicely to um amy's second part which is her giving me a motivational kick up the backside i can be amy by the way for anybody that doesn't know is one of the most enthusiastic adult riders that i've ever met we will say that she's in her early 30s which will be true there's <coughs> a cough there from amy but yeah we'll, we'll go with that early early 30s and um amy still has the enthusiasm of a 14 year old pony mad girl i've often said that if you could bottle her and sell it you'd be a millionaire in no time because i think one of the main things is sort of adults 
is that you, you go to riding as a kid, it's a bit ignorance is bliss and it's very much you're not aware of the dangers or the risks, so you have a great old time, you come back to it as an adult and then, oh, actually, I'm a little bit nervous of this and I don't particularly want to hit the floor because my bones might break. There's a, there's a lot more forethought, I think, unless you're Amy, who hasn't had that break and has just ridden constantly since being a tiny little child, still has the first pony that she ever got um, and is still just as enthusiastic as she ever was. So, yeah, whenever I'm feeling a little bit lacking in direction, I usually give Amy a call or a chat. So at the moment, I've been doing a little bit with my own horses. I've got a young horse that came over from Ireland in October. How do you think I'm getting on? I'm pretty pleased with my progress. I don't think I've been doing too badly this, this fortnight. I'm really, really impressed, to be honest, because normally, for anyone that knows Sam, I feel like a horrible friend at times because all I seem to do is nag her because Sammy's little miss, I have an excuse. Very much so. The We're... wind's blowing the wrong way. She is that typical thoroughbred that doesn't want to go in the starting stalls. Fat thoroughbred, she's been very kind <laughs> there. <laughs> You're playing her look all lean and fit. So no, I'm really impressed because for you, any excuse is the easiest. So you could have very, very easily, as many people will have rightly done with their own circumstances, turned around and said, I've got a very young, very nervous horse. I'm going to leave him mm. and I'm not going to work with him throughout lockdown. I'm and I did. Turn him away to yeah. mature yeah. and give him some time and then we'll pick it back up when I do have. More there reason. isn't social distancing and people can yeah. come and jump in and grab him. So I'm really, really impressed that actually you've stuck to it and you've set yourself little tasks and little goals Thanks that we've it. talked through and you're actually sticking to them. No, I am. I'm pretty pleased with myself and. I did back off, I'm not going to lie, for the first four weeks. I was sort of, you know, a little bit nervous and thought, oh, God, I don't really want anything to happen and there's nobody sort of available to step in if I need the help and I don't want to do anything wrong. So then I just took it back quite a few steps and thought, right, okay, just do tiny, tiny little little things and just do, if you're comfortable in that moment doing that, then do that, but don't push yourself um, and just don't do anything that you're not 100% confident with. And to be honest, I feel like, done a lot of in hand and a lot of groundwork and a lot of reiterating the lessons that sort of Cyril learnt while he was away um and no I feel like it's we're getting a good underpinnings there definitely definitely I sent Amy the first video of me having a walk round on on the baby horse and she was you know very congratulatory to me very supportive as always but a second comment was you know don't think I'm being mean, but you stay, You stayed at the bottom end of the paddock because you were nervous. You need to be using the full paddock. And she, because she knows me and she got me very well. And it was like, really pleased for me. But come on, Sam, you can do a little bit better. And sometimes that's what you need, though. I uh, We joked about this the other day. I'm that awful parent that stands there and goes, that was really good. But. But. <laughs> And, and I do feel awful and I do feel like sometimes she's going to think I'm not answering the phone to you anymore because you're no, just going to put me down not at all but you do it in a lovely I've way I've seen how much you've struggled in the past with horses that weren't suitable and for one reason or another and with your nerves as well because you're more than capable like you've come and ridden mine and they're good ponies because <laughs> they're good ponies they're only good ponies because I've put the effort in yeah no it's all that work isn't it yeah but you've got to remember no matter it's the good old tortoise and the hare yeah, it's not how fast it's crossing the finish line. Slow and steady, that's yeah. me. And as long as you're trying, you'll you'll get there. Hashtag practice makes progress. It does. Thank you so much, Amy. That's been amazing. We've um, caught up on a bit of equestrian news, and I've had my fortnightly kick up the bum. <laughs>
we hope that you guys maybe got a bit of something out of that just from our little chat i know i'm not on my own i speak to enough people sort of in in similar positions and struggling with confidence issues and so forth themselves um and all you can do is just chip away at it so yeah let us know how you guys are getting on hope you've enjoyed this part and we'll speak to you again soon we're back with leanne from jd horsemanship after this short break Arena Northwest is the UK's new free equestrian magazine. You can download an episode today at Arena Northwest on Facebook, Instagram, and by the website. There's also a hard copy available in all good feed and tack shops. Contact today to get your picture or article featured in Arena Northwest. So JD Horsemanship, um, I've had a look at your Facebook page. It's absolutely amazing and you seem to work for a variety of horses. Um, what What's sort of JD Horsemanship all about? So basically, we the main way that we explain it is we help horses with people problems. So we um, we have horses, maybe we do, you know, we do the young ones in for back end. Um, we do ones that have maybe had issues with you know, the owners have had issues where they might be unconfident, they might be bucking, rearing, napping. Uh, we, a big one we get is not loading into the trailer. So awesome. we're really, yeah, about making that relationship between horse and rider or horse and owner as, as sort of good as it can be. Um, but while helping people understand sort of the horse language and the way that the horses, you know, communicate, because a lot of people, they go at horses like a person. Um, so, you know, they, they give them a lot of emotions that people would feel. And a horse doesn't understand that. Um, mm-hmm. so sort of help people with that as well. We will do, we do a lot of groundwork. We use, you know, a lot of different methods. But we use, you, Clinton Anderson is a big one that we use. Um, and we will do the groundwork. We'll start training them on the ground. Um, a lot of the time, you know, we'll see pretty much every horse will show us what the issue is on the ground when we're working it on the ground we'll then teach it and train it with what is expected and then that can go on into their ridden career or whatever they're going on to do um and it's really just giving them that fundamental that those start that starting blocks you know it's everything no matter what discipline you do it's all down to how your foundations are um as to how well what you're going to get back from your horse you know Duncan would say he always says there's no natural horsemanship there's nothing natural about getting on a horse's back so you know he doesn't call it natural horsemanship um Mm. he doesn't call it horse whispering any of that it literally is just training a horse using their yeah using their body language their behavior understanding their behavior um and yeah, we usually take about, so like the back in horses, you're saying it usually takes us about six weeks um, and we'll start them off right from the beginning. So we'll start them off teaching them the groundwork. So we'll teach them to, to sort of lunge and we'll teach them to sort of do all the groundwork. So they'll yield their hind end. They'll be able to turn on the forehand. They'll, they'll do all everything that we can, we can ask them to do. Um, on the ground and then we'll prepare them for a saddle so we'll lean across them we'll bounce up and down we'll get them as prepared as we can before we then put a rider on Um, Mm -hmm. and it's just basically we break it down step by step and uh, we just put those fundamentals down so what is what's what's Duncan's background does he he's been around horses for some time I believe it's not just um so I think he's been around horses from quite a young age he's um 
he's done a lot of dressage school and he's invented you know he's he's worked for for quite a few different people he started from the bottom up and he's just learned off he always says to, he's learned off being kicked and bitten and bucked off at an early age as of a lot of the good horsemen if you watch a lot of their stories in America it's the same one thing about Duncan is he's never stopped learning and even now he'll he'll you know continually watch things or he'll 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 just watch people and he'll just learn little things from just watching horses Mm -hmm. I mean I've in the five years I've been there I've seen him working with a lot of horses um is there any I've been lucky enough is there any in particular that stands out um We've had a few. Um, the first one that I, I remember the first time I ever saw him, I um, was, I'd just bought an ex race horse and I was retraining it and there was nothing wrong with her at all. I was just wanting help because I'd bought her straight from a racing stables mm-hmm. and I just wanted Duncan's help retraining her. And I remember just saying to Jazz at the time, can I stay and watch the next, you know, Duncan watch the next horse. And he bought this uh, little colt, this young colt out and it came out the stable off like literally on no feet it jumped out wow. the stable it was a wild wee thing um four days later I went back for a lesson I said can I watch again and Duncan was riding it away out for a hack wow and it was absolutely fine and I remember saying I want to learn that so I texted and said can I just come and do whatever it takes you know whatever I need to do yeah. mucking out I'll do anything if I can just sit and watch Duncan if I can just stay and watch Duncan wow. um well and I've done that for five years so that one really stuck out because that was the first horse I ever saw him yes turn around if yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like it, it was an unbroken colt so colts can be a bit different anyway mm. um but he yeah it was just the way they turned it around so quickly and the colt was so happy to be hacking yeah. um once Duncan had it you know and he was it was hacking away and it just that really stood out for me um so you don't just take horses in for backing. I understand that you also take problem horses. What would you say were the most common reasons that horses are brought to you? Um, probably be napping. Um, and a lot of the time we say napping and not trailer loading. They don't like their bridle on. It's things that, you know, they don't like their face being touched. Things like that is that is the main one of the main reasons, you know, or bucking. But it's all the same. It's all created by a nap. So it's all created by by the same issues so it doesn't really matter whether they're bucking or rearing or throwing the head up and down it's all the same avoidance issue and what we try to do is is strip that back strip the behavior back and work out what's actually causing that issue Um, and a lot of the time we find that there isn't there's maybe been when it was being backed or something there's been a step where it's been skipped or something's not quite happened and it's not quite backed properly, which is causing the problems. You know, the foundations aren't there, which is then in the later life is showing up um, and your trailer loading's just the same. It's, it's exactly the same issue. We go to a lot of trailer loadings, you know, in the, in the spring and summer, mm-hmm. we could probably be doing one or two a week. Um, and it is, it's just, um, again, it's the same thing. It's just where the, the horse it's a nap it doesn't want to go in and then of course everybody makes it about the trailer so they focus on the trailer mm-hmm. um and going on the trailer rather than training them um and rather than using it to sort of work with their horse they get that fixated like we've got to get on the trailer and um yeah it it can become it can become a nap and they can be teaching it to nap without realizing 
So that is something we do help a lot with. And you do a lot of work with also the the rider or the handler of the horse where you can as well. I know obviously things are a little bit difficult at the moment with coronavirus, but I know normally you'd work with the rider, I think, almost as much as the horse. Is that right? Well, a lot of the time it's not the horse that's the issue it's it can be just the communication loss between the horse and rider mm-hmm. as I say a lot of riders and I'm guilty of this myself mm-hmm. with my horses with human emotion yeah. to them so we maybe think oh they're upset about that they don't like that or you know um and it's not the case and we might treat them slightly differently and oh, basically horses they learn off pressure release you know they learn off pressure and the release of pressure mm-hmm. and if the rider doesn't know when to apply the pressure and when to release the pressure at the correct time, that's when the communication gets muddled between them because the horse isn't getting the reward or is getting a reward for doing the wrong thing. Um, hence why it's so important to work with the rider. Plus, we just want to see the riders getting confident and enjoying their horse. In the whole, we are still managing to, to ride the horses, to, to have horses in for schooling and back in and, and bring it on. We've started to do that again this week. Um, and it, it's not really affecting us much on in that, you know, in that way of thing, as long as, of course, we're using common sense and we're not doing anything too dangerous or something that's going to end up, you know, in a hospital visit or anything like that. But again, that's where the groundwork and the preparation comes in, that you're getting on a horse or you're working with a horse that is as prepared as it can be for what the job that you're asking it to do, if that makes sense. Coronavirus, I, it is... In, it's limiting what we can do in the way of groundwork one-on-one because obviously we like to do human to human as well human to horse so we do like mm-hmm. to teach you know you've got to teach the horse but a lot of the behavioral issues and a lot of the the training it's not actually the horse it's the human we find we need to teach so yeah. from that aspect obviously coronavirus is is affecting us but um yeah it's definitely something we want to you know we've got three coming in this week um it is just a shame that we are limited on what we can do with the owners at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I say, hopefully by the end of summer, that will, you know, hopefully at some point that will lift and we can yeah. do a little bit more. We also do clinics. So we do weekend clinics um, where myself and Duncan, Duncan will be teaching and, you know, so there's the two of us um, and people can bring their horses for the weekend and it's like-minded people as well. We'll have a small group of like five or six people um, and yeah, it's it's just a great everybody's in that same mindset and everybody's wanting to learn it. They're usually quite encouraging places. Um, and I love teaching them. They're great. It's we love the clinics. No, that sounds fantastic. So a little bit on pause at the moment, guys, but do follow them on Facebook. That's JD Horsemanship. And I'm sure as soon as they're able, they'll be they'll be arranging another another clinic. But you know, feel free to inquire sort of ahead of time. If anybody wants to come and see. They're obviously at the minute we're a bit on lockdown, but once that's lifted, anyone is more than welcome to come and see. So if you're wanting to come to the clinic and you're thinking about bringing a horse, but you're not too sure what it all entails, they'd be more than welcome to just come and have a look and spectate free of charge just to see what we're all about. Um, we are always welcome to visitors. Nothing is done behind closed doors. You can come and watch whenever and um, just get into contact. So at the moment with coronavirus, a lot of people started doing different things with the horses and, and trying maybe practice work what would your sort of words of wisdom or advice be Leanne on that you know in terms of safety and perhaps trying different things that you've not done before 
Yeah, so I would say, um, first of all, as we've already spoke about pressure and release of pressure, um, your horse is, they can, as you, if you've never done it before and your horse has never been lunged or you've never lunged and you decide to go at it one day while it's standing in a big field with lunge lines and a big lunging whip, you might, and you go at it with too much pressure, mm -hmm you might end up getting in an accident. So we would just say, be careful, please be careful. You know, you can go on YouTube, there's loads of good videos out there, but there is also some bad ones and we just don't want anyone to get hurt. So we have sort of said, we, I think we sort of, there's posts on our page as well saying, yeah, it's great that people want to do groundwork, it's brilliant, um, but just be careful and uh, keep yourself safe. That's the main thing is, I think Clinton Anderson says a great comment. He says, you can't train a horse from the graveyard. Mm -hmm. So keep everything you're doing safe is what he says. Um, and it's true. So that's where we would be on yeah, that yeah, one. Great. And we're always on the end of the phone. If anybody wants advice or help um, or isn't sure of anything, they can always give us a message or a phone. That's brilliant. That's really helpful. So there you go, guys. You know, don't take any risk if you're a little bit unsure, you know, and you're from the UK. Give these guys a call. Check them out on Facebook. They're more than happy to help. Leanne, thank you so much. That's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much. We're going to be back after this short break with our newest segment, In Review. Welcome back. As promised, we're excited to introduce our newest segment. This is called In Review. What we're thinking is every fortnight, one of you amazing listeners can review a product for us. We don't want something that's been sponsored or endorsed by anybody. What we really want is genuine recommendations from real listeners. Products that you can't live without and that you highly recommend to other people that perhaps we've not heard of before. If you've got an idea or a suggestion for a review, please let us know. On this week's show, we've got Kerry Bell from Lancashire. She wanted to come on and speak to us about Supreme products. She says that having coloured horses herself, she's gone through many different options and tried and tested various different varieties. And Supreme Leg and Body Whitener is the best one on the market. We're going to hear from Kerry to find out what she thinks of the product and how she's got the best results. My name's Kerry Bell. I'm from Lancashire. Um, I've had horses since I was 24 that I've owned myself. So that's the past 16 years. I've worked on showing yards, I've worked in riding schools, I've worked in a few different areas, but primarily my forte is in hand showing and I've always had a coloured. I started showing my own coloureds back in 2010 when I had a yearling colt that was gifted to me that was ugly as sin as a, as a foal and turned into a swan by the time he was three. He used to lie in his own poo. He was stabled on a dairy farm. He used to lie in cow poo. The stains were horrific. So from there, I've learned over the past few years how to get stains out on the best products to use. There are many different types of shampoos on the market, but I'm talking primarily today about the leg and body whitener that Supreme products do. This is a powder that comes in a tub. It's like a chalk powder. You can apply it with a brush to wet legs after you've bathed. I don't do that. I have my own unique way of applying this product. I make it into a runny liquid that's like pancake batter. So if you stick your finger in, it comes out and it's got a coating over it. From there, I use a hoof brush that you would apply hoof oil with. And I paint my pony's legs and any areas that's got stains with the brush and I blend it in. This 
I actually make up in a carbonara sauce pot that I've had for 10 years. <laughs> it sits in the bottom of my grooming basket and when it dries out, it turns back to a solid and you just add water and remix and you don't waste it. So I actually paint it onto my ponies, um, onto the legs and allow to dry. I've painted it on and wrapped it in bandages to arrive at shows the next day for it to have stuck in a funny pattern and the hair be stuck up so I've had to spray it with water and try and flatten it back down but I found that brushing out any excess works wonders as well so you literally just apply it, allow to dry, brush off. Simple as. The only thing I would say is if you are going to brush it off have a separate brush because that brush will get caked in chalk and obviously I've got coloured so I'm going from white hair to brown hair or white hair to black hair and you end up putting chalk over that hair. product itself I normally get from most equine stores so locally to me is Oakfield Equestrian shout out to Nigel and Anna Anna. Um, it's about eleven ninety nine for a small tub, but it, I get the bigger tubs, which are twenty five plus pounds per tub. Uh, however, my tubs last because I use it as a liquid; they last. So I haven't actually bought a tub for a long time. I think I'm still on the tub that I bought three years ago. Um, obviously, with bathing and we coloured your pre bath, you don't just bath your pre bath. Um, that helps a lot so i'm not having to use as much of the product but the product works really well i have used other products such as the gold label white paste which is sticky and sticks um there are other chalk products on the market like chalk blocks and stuff like that that become finicky and get all over your hands this i've found to be the best product because it's easier to apply if it's in the pancake batter type mix you apply it with a brush you brush it on you're not actually coming into contact with it if it's in the tub you put the lid on the tub you put the brush back in the lid that it has and happy days you're done you can find me on instagram um as Kerry Bell, but it's K-R-R-Y underscore Bell. I'm happy to answer any of your questions. I will even put a short demo up on there or on the horse feeds um, of me using it on my Mingin Youngster that I have or even on my trad because I do have a trad and a plaited at the moment. Uh, one's black and white, one's brown and white. They are both horrific for lying in their own poo and getting full of stains. At the moment, I've got some cracking stains that I can uh, do this afternoon and post a video and show you how to how to use it um i would highly recommend this product give it a try let us know what you think a big thank you to kerry bell there for coming on and reviewing the product you can see photos on our instagram page which is the horse feed uk and you can head on over to kerry's own instagram page which is k-r-r-y underscore bells and you can see pictures and images of before and after shots and Kerry using the products there as well and get some top tips on how best to apply and get the best finish and result as we said at the beginning if you've got a product that you'd like to feature on the show please drop us a message on instagram and let us know don't forget you can connect with the guests from today's show on Instagram and Facebook. We've spoken to Leanne from JD Horsemanship. They have a website and Facebook page and can be contacted on Messenger or mobile. And we've also spoken to Kerry Bell in regards to Supreme Products. Um, go and take a look at her horses on Instagram along with Amy Bolands. Thank you so much to everybody that's taken part. 
we love hearing from you on the direct messages on Instagram and um, on the comments that you leave on the podcast. We love watching all your accounts. We've been having so much fun sort of seeing what you've all been up to and how varied everybody's equestrian interests are. We've got some shout outs that we'd absolutely love to give to the following accounts. First off, we've got Amy Boland's Native Ponies. On from that, we want to give shout outs to Floyd Buckley Humphreys, 2009, Bunny.eventing, which is Philippa Allen. Regina Rushka, which is Gina underscore Lisa underscore 2010. We've got Amelia Stanton, which is XX Amelia XX underscore 060122. Balling House Livery, Panda.thecob, Alex and Panda. We've got Cheryl Buckley. We've got Sappy's Life, which is Toe Babby. We've got S.D.Equestrian. Mathilda's Miley 2 and last but not least Dapple Digital. Go over, follow these accounts guys, take a look at them on Instagram. If anybody wants to share it on the next show, all you've got to do is like, comment or tag on any of the posts. Hello baby. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Horse Feed UK. Remember to stay tuned every second Monday for a new episode. We love hearing your thoughts, comments and suggestions. Get us on Instagram at the Horse Feed UK. Until next time, stay safe.